Welcome to an Impact Ministries production brought to you by Impact Ministries World Changers, changing the way the world sees God. Learn how you can become a world changer today by visiting www.impactministries.com. Now, here's your host, founder of Impact Ministries and developer of Heart Physics, the self development programs that have changed thousands of lives around the world, Dr. Jim Richards. Hello, I'm Jim Richards. I want to welcome you to this uh, last week of May, but it's not the end of this series. Today, I'll be talking to you about faith in the heart. And I'm telling you, this is where we explode into the supernatural dimension of endless possibilities and really endless probabilities. Today, you're going to learn how to connect to faith in your heart, how to move away from faith in your head, why you have to have your heart involved. I'm going to tell you, this is going to be so fundamental, so valuable, so helpful to your faith that I know you're going to be blessed by it. And listen, I encourage you, send this uh, link out to your friends. Send this out to other people that are struggling with their faith. I want to help every person bring their faith to a place where they can be an overcomer. No matter what's going on in the world around us today, no matter what's going on in our life today, and no matter what we have to face in the future. And remember, these programs are always available at impactministries.com to use for your small groups or for your church. I'll be back in one minute. I got a great free download for you this month. It's my personal exercises for operating miraculous faith. These are exercises that I developed over the last 40 years that have made it possible for me to win against insurmountable odds. Up until now, I've just been laying some of the very basic foundations of how to move into a place of faith. And, you know, we can't even really get into all of the miraculous probabilities of what I call the science of faith until we understand just some of the very core of what faith is really about. You know, for so many years, people have tried to operate faith with limited knowledge, and you can't operate faith beyond what you know to believe for, beyond what the Bible tells you or how the Bible tells you to function in a certain situation. And so, you know, we've tried to move into this place of the supernatural. We wanted phenomenal things to happen. We want to see miracles and healings, all these kinds of things. But basically, we didn't understand the most fundamental aspects of faith, which always starts with trusting the nature and the character of God, that God is good and that God is always a rewarder. And that rewarder is not talking about reward in the sense of, of rewarding you for your behavior. It's rewarding you for faith. It's responding. You know, the one thing God responds to is faith. Anything else that you try to use to get God to respond to you is going to always end up in dead works. But today, we're going to take the last fundamental step, and I'm telling you, next week, we're going to launch into miraculous probabilities in a way that I believe is just going to open up your understanding of faith. One of the most common scriptures about faith is Mark 11, 23, 24, which says, For surely... I say to you, whoever says this mountain be removed and cast in the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. So the fundamental factor here is this, is that you have to believe in your heart 
that what you say is going to come to pass. And if you don't believe it in your heart, it is absolutely not going to come to pass. It's just going to be something you're hoping for. It's something you're expecting in the future, but it's not going to be something that you can take hold of and actuate and realize in your life today. I'll tell you, all of my life and probably almost the last several hundred years, there's been a missing piece, if you will, not to just the teaching about faith, but pretty much almost every subject, and whether it's righteousness, whether it's grace, whether it's faith, no matter what it is, the one factor that is always left out is the heart. Because as Westerners, we tend to approach things from an intellectual perspective. We don't even understand what the, the heart is when the Bible talks about it. We don't understand these concepts. And so Jesus is saying that if we want to have the kind of faith that can speak to a mountain and it actually move or speak to a storm that's about to destroy your house and your family or speak to these circumstances in nature or speak to your own heart for peace. If we don't believe it in our heart that what we say is going to come to pass, then the real truth is those things will never or at best rarely ever work in our lives, and we will get discouraged. The heart has been the missing piece out of almost all modern-day teaching. When the heart is not factored in, you can have all the correct information, but it's still not going to work for you. Now, I've told you this. You guys have heard me say this. Those of you who follow my teaching, God is a heart God. God doesn't look on the outward appearance. God looks on the heart. Therefore, the only things that are real between me and God are those things that are real in my heart. Not just because, not just my performance, not my behavior, not these outward things. You know, outward things can be done for the right reason or the wrong reason. You can never look at what somebody is doing outwardly and judge their motives. You don't know that. You don't have the right to do that because two people can be doing exactly the same thing, one doing it for a very God motive, the other one doing it for a very selfish motive. So that's why God doesn't look at the externals. God looks at the heart. But when it gets into functionality, we have to realize that everything that we have from Him works. And I almost hate to use the word works because that sounds like performance. So let's say it this way. Everything that we have from God manifests in this world through the heart. And that's what Jesus was saying there in Mark 11. He was saying, if you speak to this mountain and you tell it to be removed and you believe in your heart, you know, and you, you don't doubt in your heart, then if you believe what you say is going to come to pass, then it is absolutely going to happen. But it is absolutely always a heart factor. And so what happens is you believe this in your heart and you speak this forward. So what happens? It manifests in this world. Just like when you need a healing. You know, healing is already ours in Jesus. Jesus is not going to come and die so that you can get a healing. He's already died for our healing. The question is, can I manifest that in my life, in my circumstances right now, so that it becomes more real than anything I'm facing, any challenge that I have? Now, the heart is the doorway to the eternal. The heart is where we enter into the realm that the Bible calls the kingdom of God. The heart is the doorway that we go through to get in touch with all that is ours in the kingdom and get in touch with who God is. You know, the heart gives us the capability, it's very interesting, to simultaneously connect 
to two different dimensions at the same time. I mean, Jesus even, he even made reference to the fact that it's with our heart that we perceive and it's with our heart that we understand God's truth. So with our heart, we are able to connect with the spirit world and we are able to connect with this world simultaneously. And that's why when we believe something in our heart, we can move that which exists in the unseen world, in the spirit world. We can move it from that realm to this physical realm because the heart is the one place where these two factors come together. Now, most people are just totally unaware of the heart, how it functions, what the Bible tells about it. I'm going to just tell you a couple of things real quick. Like the heart is very probably both spirit and soul. In other words, through the spirit aspect of our being, we are alive to God and all that God has is, is alive in that part of us. You know, that's where we hear the voice of God or excuse me, that's where God speaks. We hear him in our heart. So we have this spiritual part of also, I want you to understand something, the heart is part soul as well. So since this is the true identity, the true who we are, it's only when who we are as a spiritual being and who we are as an emotional being comes together that we find the real me, the real who I am. So the heart is part spirit, part soul. The heart, as I've said in the past, is the voice of the conscience. So in your spirit, man, you know, God is speaking and invading your heart with the witness of who he is and, you know, what his promises are for you. And then in your soul, you may be thinking the same thing. You may be lining those things up. And if you are, you're going to have faith that works. Or you may be thinking and feeling something different than what God is saying inwardly. And this means that you have a, a dual perception of yourself. You have a, a wrong consciousness of yourself and of truth and of God. But most importantly for today, I want you to understand that the heart is the seat of supernatural faith. The heart is the place where we have, like I say, the continual presence, information, and power of God. And, and we may even get glimpses of God's eternal realities, but until the heart is engaged so that the deepest part of our being, the spiritual being, and then our mind or our soul, until those two are engaged in the same truth at the same time, then that which is supernatural is never going to flood into our natural. I hope I'm getting this clear enough for you in this short amount of time that we have for this program. But, you know, in our spirit, man, we've got this life of God that's always there, this witness that we have what God says we have. We can do what God says we can do. We are who God says we are. But then in our mind, we have the capability to see and perceive and imagine what we believe to be real in this physical world. And like I said, until both aspects of the heart are simultaneously engaged, then um, we cannot move that which exists in the spirit realm into this physical realm. So listen, I'm going to be back in one second. We're going to move into how to make these things happen. This month, I've got one of my favorite series for you, Miraculous Probabilities, The Science of Faith. And what you're going to discover is that true science does not violate faith. The Word of God operates in exact accord with all of the laws of physics, and knowing these things helps us come to trust God, our Creator, even more. Miraculous Probabilities, The Science of Faith is an eight-message series that is going to be radically life-changing for you. 
All right. Let me just make sure we got it clear on this first segment we talked about. Since the heart is both spirit and soul, then we have the capability with the heart, starting with the spirit, the capability to connect with, to see, perceive, and experience God and everything that He supernaturally provides for us. But also, at the same time, because our heart is soul, which includes our mind and our emotions, we are perceiving another version of reality that's different than what God is saying to us. You know, God's always saying, by the stripes of Jesus, you're healed. God's always saying, you are an overcomer. You're more than a conqueror. God's always speaking to you about who you are in Jesus and what you have in Him. But simultaneously... There is a voice that we have come to listen to more than the deep part of our heart. We've come to listen to this voice that simultaneously is saying, but I'm broke and I'm sick and this is what's wrong. I don't have a good job. Nobody likes me. And so we are viewing two different realms at the same time. We're experiencing two different realms at the same time. Now, one of the things that your heart has the capacity to do, your heart has the capacity when these two aspects come together, your heart gives you the capacity to live the end from the beginning. In other words, you have this capacity to take everything that God is saying about you that's true and combine it with your intellectual and emotional perception. And you have the opportunity then to experience yourself as if it is already manifest in this life. Now, let's talk a little bit about the world of probability. If you have read or studied much about quantum physics. And I want you to understand, I've had people come to me and say, well, quantum physics isn't real. It's like, oh, yes, quantum physics is real. How do you think we do space exploration? How do you think we uh, work with atomic energy? All of this stuff comes out of quantum physics. Quantum physics is not voodoo. It's not new age. Quantum physics is the study of creation at the subatomic level. And here's the, one of the most amazing things. And quantum physics is something that, honestly, I don't believe the powers that be really want the average person to have that much experience or exposure to quantum physics because the laws of quantum physics absolutely support everything that the Bible says about creation, about how miracles happen, about what happens when we believe, about how God does what He does. And the more we understand true science, the real truth is, the more we're going to see that there is no disconnect between the Bible and science. There's disconnect between misinterpretations of the Bible, misinterpretations of science, but there is no real disconnect between the Bible as God spoke it in minute and true, true science. Now, in the physical world, in this world that God created, all things exist as a probability, or all situations have the potential to manifest. So that means they exist in the realm of probability. See, when God created the world, He created the field first. And when he created the field, we have positive and negative polarities right off the bat, light and darkness, all of these kinds of things. And light and darkness, we're not talking about the light and the darkness from the sun. We're talking about polarities here. So God creates polarities. And so once the field is created, and then God spoke into this, his life-giving words, then this meant that the world and the universe is charged 
with all of the life-giving potential that exists in God. So in this physical world, we are not attempting to, when we use our faith, we're not trying to create something from nothing. We are simply allowing that which exists in the realm of the unseen to manifest in the realm of the seen. So you bring that over to the promises of God, and this gets us back into this eternal concept. You know, Jesus has already given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Now, they may not be manifest in our life. We may not believe them and receive them, but they have already been given. So when you're praying about something, when you're needing for a promise of God to manifest in your life, there is nothing left for Jesus to do. This is why everything works by faith. And you've got to believe it, and believing it makes it capable for you to receive it, and receiving it basically just gets into the whole concept of it actually manifesting in your life. So faith moves these invisible things that exist in the realm of God. Faith moves that from probability into this physical realm that manifest in this life and what we would call a miracle. Now listen to this. Hebrews 11.3 says, By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Now, creation of the universe did not come from nothing. It came from something invisible. In other words, when God spoke this life into the field that we know to be the universe, all the potential for every tree that had to grow, for all the planets forming, for the, the energy that would cause the planets in our solar system, for example, to rotate around the sun and maintain order. All of these things, all of these things existed in the realm of probability. And as the world began to shape and begin to form, this was really God's wisdom coming together and creating the visible world from the in invisible world. So when you're attempting to operate faith, see, many people, they think, okay, when I'm operating faith, either A, you know, if I'm looking at it from a religious perspective, I'm trying to get God to do something. No, that is never, ever, ever what faith is. Faith is when you trust who God is and when you trust what God has already said and trust what God has already done through the Lord Jesus Christ. So you're never trying to get God to do anything. You know, when I was a young believer, I used to struggle with it because of what I was taught about faith. I remember thinking, well, how can I convince God? I mean, who am I that I could convince God to do something that I want him to do? And then, of course, you can step over in that concept of where, okay, you believe that God has done it, so you've got to make it happen. You've got to make it become a reality by your force of faith. Well, that's really not true either. I'm not, first of all, attempting to create something from nothing. I am attempting to bring that which exists in the realm of the invisible into this realm of the visible. That which exists only in the realm of spirit and truth, I want to move it into the realm of physical manifestation in this world. And, you know, one of the interesting things is the more we understand about how God created the universe, which I'm, I'm sorry to say that so much of what I hear, you know, Christians teach about creation, that they miss some points. And it's not to say everybody's wrong or that sort of thing. But see, when God created the world, you know, we have this idea that God created every individual thing that exists in the world. Well, really, he didn't. 
There are many things and some of the most basic life forms in planet Earth. The Bible says the earth brought forth these things. So you have to realize that God infused this realm that we call the universe with this potential for life to always manifest. And when we believe the truth about God, we realize that it exists already within us, the potential for every single thing that we need in this life. And so the question is, how do I move that from the invisible to the visible. Well, this gets back to this thing about the heart, and actually even the conscious. You know, the word conscious, it has several connotations to its meaning, but basically it has to do with co-perception, the ability to perceive two different things and even bring those things together. Like my conscience has the ability to perceive my life and my behavior, good or bad, and the ability to perceive who I am in Jesus at the same time. And if I can bring those two things together in reality, and if I bring together who I'm in Jesus, and that becomes more real to me than anything else, then it will overtake what's happening in my behavior. My behavior will ultimately conform to or yield to or manifest who I really am in Jesus. Same way with healing. You know, you have this capacity to see and experience and know that healing is yours at some very, very deep level. But up here, you're in this conflict, this war is going on in your mind. I've got to nurture and focus on and meditate on what the Bible says and what God is saying in the deep part of my heart. I've got to focus on that until that reality becomes so overwhelming and so powerful that it literally overtakes what I'm seeing with our minds. See, my problem is I have taught myself to live by this perception of what my eyes see, what my ears hear. In other words, the flesh. I have learned how to navigate life based on the input that I'm getting from my five senses. I'm telling you what God is now saying. It's time for us to learn how to overcome the flesh by the life and the promises of God becoming more real to you. Those senses of your deepest part of your being that connect with God becoming more real to you than anything else that you can imagine. Listen, I'll be back in just a few minutes with a mentor moment. Don't go away. You want to get this. You want to get some practical application because I'm going to tell you, this can change your world. I want to invite you to join me for World Changer Weekend, July the 15th through the 17th. It's going to be the event of the year. Listen, there is no registration fee, but you do have to register because space is limited. Go to our website, impactministries.com, register, and I'll see you there. You know, I got a great telephone call yesterday from one of the members of our World Outreach team, and he was telling me how he had just come back from Africa and was able to start nearly 20 Bible schools. Can you imagine that? 20 Bible schools in one trip. This means that hundreds of people all over Africa are going to be trained in grace and peace and faith righteousness and in world outreach and world evangelism. You know something? Impact Ministries. Yes, we teach the Word because that's what the Bible tells us to do, but we make disciples because even people who don't know the Lord, as they learn how practical the Word is, how this truth works in their life, then they want to know Jesus and they want to follow Him as Lord. And you know something? We're committed to reaching a billion people with this gospel, but I need your help. Our world changers provide financial support so that we can take this message to the ends of the earth. And I want to invite you to go to my website and find out about becoming a world changer.
You know, one of the secrets of the people of faith in the past was that they had the ability to see the unseen. I mean, even Moses and Abraham, people even under the old covenant had the ability to see the unseen. And that's part of why they endured circumstances that other people couldn't endure. That's a reason they overcame when really they should not have overcome. They were able to focus on and see and live out of that which is unseen. In other words, they could look at God's promises in the Word or in what God said to them, and they could grasp that. They could see that as their reality. If we want to move into these miraculous probabilities and move them from the realm of probability into the realm of manifestation, then we've got to be able to see the unseen. We've got to be able to perceive the invisible. You'll just imagine in one cubic inch of empty space, there is more power than there is in the strongest nuclear weapon that's ever been created. We are surrounded by potentials that never come to pass in this life because we don't organize them with our faith. You know, the Bible tells us that faith is the substance of things hoped for. That word substance, it has many different shades of meaning, but basically it's something that provides a framework. In other words, a faith becomes an organizing factor so that that which is unseen can translate into this physical world and organize itself around what we are perceiving in our heart. And so, you know, the exercise I want you to do, just for about the next week, put it on your phone where you're going to see it regularly. Send yourself an email. What have you got to do? And always remind yourself for the next little while is that in the unseen, I have everything that I need and I am moving it into the seen. In the unseen, I have everything that pertains to life and godliness, however you want to say it, and it is manifesting in my life. Begin to think about yourself experiencing what you can't see yourself experiencing now. You know, remind yourself, if you're struggling physically, remind yourself, in the unseen, healing is already mine, the promise is already here, and it is coming into reality in this physical world. Get yourself where you can see and perceive you in the unseen, and you'll see it in this world. Thanks for listening to the weekly Impact Ministries World Changers podcast with Dr. Jim Richards. If you like what you've just heard, we encourage you to share our web address, www.impactministries.com, with friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out the resources section of our website for previous podcasts and our videos. Join us next week for another great message by Dr. Jim Richards.